chapel and we're gonna get married. Going to the chapel and we're... All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wedding Pro Radio, the show that talks all things wedding and wedding-related topics, whether you're planning a wedding or you're in a wedding or you're in the wedding industry, we will give you tips, advice, and helpful hints to make your big day everything you dreamed it would be. I'm Rich Leggett with Black Tie Events, a full-service DJ entertainment company with offices in Atlanta, Georgia, and Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. I am joined by my lovely co-host, Abby Hillis, with ACH Events. Morning, Abby. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Yes, I am the owner and founder of ACH Events, and we are just super excited to be here today. We're excited for our guests, and we are a full-service wedding planning company based out of Texas, but we travel anywhere. So we want to do a couple of sponsor thank yous. We want to thank Big Talk Radio Del Marva, which broadcasts our show. They broadcast it every Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon. So go to Big Talk Radio Del Marva to listen to it live. It's also on all uh, podcast media platforms, thanks to Abby. She's gotten it up on all of them. And we're getting a lot of response there. A lot of people listen to it through the podcast. Um, also want to thank um, Black Tie Events. Uh, DJ Songlist, which sponsors a lot of our song segments, and we have a great one coming up where Abby and I are actually uh, counting down our top five recessional songs for the bride as she comes back down the aisle or the groom. And um, we also want to thank Abby's company, ACH Events, for uh, sponsorship as well. So uh, just so you guys know what we're going to do this week, we've got a couple of questions or a question coming in from Amy in Spokane, Washington. Abby is going to do her fantastic planner tip of the week, and we're going to talk about hotel room blocks, and she's going to give you advice to help you with all that. But before we do that, we are so happy to introduce Paige Vaughn of Paige Vaughn Photo. She has offices in Austin, Texas, and also in San Francisco, California. Been doing photography for about 10 years and shoots in both film and digital. So uh, Paige, how are you? Doing well. Excited to be here, Rich. Well, we are so glad to have you. Tell us a little bit about your company first so we know a little bit about how you got things started and and a little bit about what you do. Yes, absolutely. So as you mentioned, I'm the owner and studio manager behind Page Run Photo. So we're bi-coastal, like you mentioned, in San Francisco and Austin. We're also doing a bunch of destination work these days. I started page one photo in 2012 and took the business full time in 2018. Since then, I've expanded to bring on two other woman associates. So we're a team over here now, and I specifically provide wedding photography for laid back couples in love who are, you know, looking for a vibrant, fun, white love experience. That sounds, that sounds amazing. And, you know, photography is such an essential element Abby and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago about how sometimes the only thing you have left is your photos after everything is said and done to remember the day. So, um, you know, it's a valuable service that you're providing and we're, we're looking forward to diving a little deeper into it. Me too. Excited to dive in. Yeah. So I think the first thing, Paige, when you and I were talking about things we wanted to talk about um, for people to hear just about the specifics of photography and the ins and outs. We wanted to start with just how to approach even navigating, finding a wedding photographer, what questions to ask, what to look for, and all that stuff. And I know that you're amazing at kind of guiding people through that. You have an amazing blog that helps go through all of that. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on what your suggestions would be as couples are kind of navigating the vendor photography process. 
Absolutely. So something that I've run into is the transactional nature of what being a wedding photographer is, right? Like people want to compare apples to apples. <laughs> what does Studio A and Studio B provide? What's the price point? What's the best deal I can get out of those? And and then not and even though this is a community of, of small businesses, right? And this year we've seen that more than ever, as any small businesses are being impacted by COVID and all of and all of this. But before especially in normal wedding times, it's one of those things where couples who are regular people are coming to us and viewing us just as businesses versus individuals and and sometimes forgetting that we have personalities right and they spend so much time with their photographers on the day of their wedding that it's so important that they find someone who's a good fit and so I I do I I have several questions that I recommend couples ask their photographers and um, like you mentioned I have a blog on this on my website that goes a little bit more in depth but uh, would it be helpful for you if I kind of walk through what some of those questions are and and why yes. I would recommend yeah. asking them. We'd love that. Awesome, awesome. So usually the first question, I touched on this a little bit already, that I recommend couples ask is, are you a good fit for each other? Do you mesh with each other's personalities? And most importantly, are they going to make you feel comfortable on camera? I know personally, I pride myself on being way more awkward than any couple ever could possibly be <laughs> and trying to put myself out there, make jokes, make people feel comfortable and, and take their minds off of being in front of the camera. Because it is one of those things where you suddenly have a heightened awareness of your hands and what to do with yourself and you're really nervous. And with all wedding things, there's this, this high, high emotional expectation of just really wanting things to turn out well and mm -hmm. but there's, there's also a lot of pressure to put on yourself for something you've never done before so I always recommend couples ask questions that are indicative of their personalities and, and how they imagine working with a photographer so that way they can make sure that when it comes time to be vulnerable and get in front of the camera it's a it's a natural experience yeah. uh, not, oh go ahead Rich. no no, no that, that's okay so when, when you when you do the questions, are they? Do you have five or six or seven specific questions that you ask that that, that you tell? Like, like, can can you give us an example of some of the specific questions that you ask on on that end of things? Yeah, I always like in terms of brass tacks and as. When we're talking about couples looking for wedding vendors, I know they're going to ask the kind of the most obvious questions first, right? Like, what's it like to be in front of your camera? And like, and and we'll get to some of these questions in a moment. We're talking about like the style of photography and, and and what we like. But I find that we're more sensitive to that as wedding professionals than couples sometimes are. Sometimes they just know how they like how they what they like in the photos is how the people look like they feel, and they want to feel that way, right? They want to feel happy and careless and natural and all of those things. So I like to. I, as a, a bride who's also a wedding professional, I like to ask our I like to ask our photographer, "What are you going to do with us in front of the camera? Like, how do you make us feel comfortable? What is it posing? Is it prompts? Is it completely, you know, just photojournalism where we get no guidance? Because some people prefer that to be completely natural. And then mm -hmm. me, I would have a complete existential crisis if someone just told me, "Act natural, be cute." I, I makes me want to. It makes me so nervous even just thinking about it. Where it's so much better. Uh, in my opinion, to have a guided approach. And so that's what I share with couples when, when they ask that. I, In terms of style, though, that is such an important component of this. So I always ask people, are you thinking about what you're going to hand down to your grandchildren? You know, mm -hmm. are you thinking about the generations to come? Yeah. What's what's trendy now may get old in a couple years. Right. It's, and like I mentioned, in addition to making people feel comfortable, I really want to make sure that we're 
we're giving them something that's worth keeping afterwards, like you mentioned, Rich, because it's an heirloom, right? It's the only thing left. So whether it's engagement photos or rehearsal dinner photos or wedding or wedding photos, we just want we want them to be able to last. So because of that, I know I personally avoid some of the moodier edits or with the orange gray skin tones, things that might not mm-hmm. look super natural as it ages, you know, exaggerated shadows, saturation. But some couples are really drawn to that. So not to shame anyone who wants to go that direction, but I think it's important to know ourselves and be thinking about the bigger picture, not just what we're going to post on Instagram, but what are we going to pay $1,000 to print in a wedding album and pass down? Are we thinking about that when we're hiring a wedding photographer? And I think that that's really important too. Yeah, I think that's, that's a huge such point. a good point. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Another question I... I like to prompt people on, and and money is a sensitive subject, but I try to make it not. I think it's a matter of fact, we're running businesses here. We have a cost of doing business. And as much as like you can be in a growing period, I really wanna make sure that couples are are budgeting appropriately because I think it's really important to pay people a living wage. And so I, as much as, you know, we can all just hire beginners, it's, it's, there's something to be said for supporting a local economy and, and reflecting that in your, your wedding photography budget. So I think um, the most up-to-date statistics are saying people spend about 10 to 20% of their wedding budget on photography, which might seem steep to some people, but that could roughly translate out to maybe out of the average wedding budget, about 3500 to about $7,000. There's people beneath that, there's people above that, but I think that right there is, is the sweet spot when it comes to investing in a quality wedding photographer who has kind of the infrastructure behind them where they're gonna take care of you like a business, right? They're gonna protect your images. They have a way to professionally communicate with you. They have insurance in case someone gets hurt. Little things like that, I don't think people consider when they go into pricing out photographers, right? Making sure you're hiring someone who does this as a job and this isn't just just a side hustle for someone. It's so many people's livelihoods. And um, I always recommend people looking at their budget strategically to find extra money to put towards photography by, you know, considering a Friday or a Sunday wedding right? or cutting down your guest list. I know that yeah. that's come up a lot lately, not just because of COVID, but it's the number one way to, to save money on your wedding is just by having a smaller, smaller. event. Yeah, absolutely. Abby and I are big proponents of that as well. We talked about that a couple of times on our episode. The other thing that we talked about, Paige, is actually hiring a wedding professional photographer rather than just a photographer. So she and I kind of discussed that a little bit in detail. But since you are a wedding professional photographer, can you explain the difference so people will know what to look for when they're when they're uh, think about hiring a photographer and how they can differentiate between a wedding photographer and just a photographer? Yeah, absolutely. And it is it is kind of nuanced. So I think the one that people automatically jump to is do they do this as their full time job? But I know plenty of professional photographers who also do another form of have another form of income because of, you know, the pandemic, but also just because they're smart business people like that, right? They have multiple streams of income coming in. Um, So I would encourage people to not see that as the only identifier, even though this is this is all I do for my full time job. There are plenty of quality photographers who who do do other things Um, in terms of kind of asking questions leading questions that will let you determine whether this is a professional photographer or not. It would be, you know, what 
kind of client experience are they giving you? Do they have a process that they're walking you through? Does it seem like they have direction that they've done this before? Uh, um, and sometimes people revert to asking questions like, oh, have you shot at my venue before? Less questions about that. And it's like, okay, do you have liability insurance? How do you host our wedding gallery online? Mm-hmm. Do they have a legitimate contract? Right. Do they have a legitimate business email? Like, not to shame anyone who has an at Gmail at the end of their email, <laughs> but little signs like that. Do they accept credit cards or debit yes. cards? Do they have, or, you know, ACH, ACH transfers, things like that, that really point to whether someone's running a legitimate business or not. Yeah, and those are great. Those are great tips. I'm, thank you for bringing those up. Yeah, um, again, we're talking with Paige Vaughn with Paige Vaughn Photo. Abby, I know you had a couple of questions you wanted to ask. Well, I think more than anything, one of the things that I wanted you to touch on, which I have like learned this just by prepping for this uh, episode today, was that you suggest that clients ask to look through a full wedding gallery right. of a specific photographer. And that's brilliant. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. I'm going to tell my clients to do that now because it makes so much sense to to make sure that a client understands what their full product is going to look like, not just the highlight reel that maybe you post to Instagram or that the married couples post to Instagram, but truly like what does the whole package look like? And that's such a good idea. So if you want to elaborate on that at all, I would love to learn more from you on why that's so important. Absolutely. And it's so funny that you say that, like, it's not just what we post on Instagram, but what couples post on Instagram or social media. And it's so funny because um, it ends up those the ones that the couple ends up posting usually are the photographer's least favorites, but they they tell so much in that what couples really appreciate about their photos, right? It's not the artistry, although that's part of it, but like, how do they feel and how do they look in those mm-hmm. moments? But yeah. I think I just, in being an informed consumer, I think it's a really good idea to know exactly what you're getting at the end of the day. And I mean, I know personally, I only post on Instagram every couple days because I'm a perfectionist and everything that needs to go up needs to be just so right. But wedding days are live events, they're productions, there's, there's things that happen that aren't necessarily picture perfect that are so meaningful and worthwhile Mm -hmm. to have. And it's just, I mean, it's just fun to, to see those reflected. I think it also says a lot, you know, talking about professional photographers versus someone who is just doing this casually, right? Is you get to see situations that are less than ideal. I know I personally send my inquiring couples a webpage that has six full galleries, one with different types of lighting situation, one where the lighting wasn't as ideal because it was raining, one where Mm -hmm. it's like on the coast and the wedding, the wind is 60 miles per hour, one that's in like an indoor venue, one that's at an outdoor venue, just so couples can see themselves in their photos. I think it's also really important to see different types of skin tones different types of like orientations it's just nice to see a variety of photos for people who aren't all tall thin and blonde right and so it's nice to to see that reflected in a full gallery and it also shows i mean i think um some people get nervous about it but i think it really highlights how you're able to be kind of nimble on the day of and capture those some of those in-between moments and it's also um, I realize I'm rambling a bit but if you're (laughs) between having one photographer and two photographers what does that look like in a gallery right it's just nice to be able to share those Um, especially for us having a team so there's me and then my two associate photographers I like to share galleries of their specific work so people know what they're getting getting into when they hire a photographer well Paige that's great advice we are going to take a break and pay some bills and be right back with another segment (laughs) with Paige with Paige Vaughn Photo. 
ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio. So glad you guys tuned in. Got an amazing guest that we're talking to about photography. So anybody that is thinking about booking a photographer or is investigating that process, Paige is running through some great tips that are going to help you do that. And, uh, help educate you a little bit into the whole world of wedding photography. So we are speaking with Paige Vaughn of Paige Vaughn Photos. And um, so Paige, we were going to talk a little bit about the styles and different styles of photography because we know that there, there are a bunch of different styles out there. Some shoot all sorts of styles and some specialize in one or the other. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So I think this topic is really important, right? Because this is one of the first qualifying questions that that planners ask their couples when helping them select a wedding photographer, yeah, suggest, option, uh, suggest options. And like we were mentioning before, I don't think, you know, for those people who don't grow up in the wedding industry, they might not have a clear idea of what that is. They just know that they like a photo and they're not sure why they like it. And it takes a little you know, advice to help them discern between different styles. And I think as artists, we're all very particular, right, about how our work is described. Mm-hmm. And I I think that sometimes we need to get out of our own heads and a little out of our own egos a little bit to explain to people the difference behind, between images. And before I kind of go into the styles, I think it's, it's helpful advice for couples who are trying to figure out what style they like, because I'm going to say all these words to you and they might they might not mean much right now. But I have a sneaking suspicion that you probably have started bookmarking things on Instagram or started a secret Pinterest board, whether whether or not it's visible to the public, no shame. But <laughs> I want you to just take a moment and look through your look through the images that you've saved and, and look for some of these things I'm going to talk about and see if you see themes, right? Whether in the coloring or in the motion in the photos or 
little little things like that. So I wanted to preface that first because I'm going to describe these styles to you and then you're like, great, but we're on the radio and we have no idea what these look like. So um, start, start there and then I'll kind of describe some of the shooting styles. And I'm going to break this into to two parts. So really it's shooting style, which is more of how the photo is taken and the, the methodology behind it and styles of editing, right? Which is, is how they are processed. Right. And there's, there's crossover between the two in order to achieve a certain look, you have to shoot a certain way, but it, it's not one size fits all. So I think the, the most popular style of editing, right, is, is light and airy or light and bright, whatever, re- realistic, true to life, if you will. And there's a kind of a crossover between those. So where you see the whites that are true whites, so when you look at it and they don't look tinted or... You know, on a certain side of the, the magenta or the green spectrum, right? That might be more light and airy. It's really bright. And I think sometimes certain light and airy photographers can take it too far and overexpose their images, but some people really like that. And then there's some people who are a little bit more down to earth about it, which is where I like to define myself as the photos are properly exposed, but still very bright and reflective of the joy that's in the photos. And then there's there's moody editors. So people who do bring in a little bit more warmth, maybe, or a little bit more orange, sometimes a little bit more gray skin tones. And it can be done really artistically as well. There's also kind of cinematic editing, right? Ones that look very, like like they're off of the big screen. Like they look like they're a part of a, like a movie. And also kind of HDR editing, which is really hyper in focus, super sharp, colors are super saturated. Um, and there's all sorts of, it's a spectrum. So there's gonna be people who define themselves within you know, this sliding scale of light and airy and dark and moody. Um, but more so, I, w- I want people to think about the shooting style, too. So a couple of the ones I think are super prominent are documentary or photojournalism style, which is more candid, right? Not posed, just capturing the moments as they happen, which I think has a place in every wedding day, right? right. But some, some people take that to the extreme, and it, it defines how they shoot the entire day. They won't give a single direction because they're they're there to just capture the magic. Then there's people who are more editorial in how they shoot. So think of a mixture of photojournalism with like a high fashion magazine, right? Sometimes it can be a little bit more serious, very, very elegant, very just it, it has a certain look about it that you can imagine being printed in a magazine. Um, and then there's on the other end of the spectrum, there are people who do completely posed, completely guided. And then there's people who do more, you'd see this more in film shooters, and we can go into digi- the difference between digital and film in a second. But people who really love that emotive look where not everything might be in focus, but it's very in the moment. It's very, the the texture and the color is tangible and it looks like something from a different age versus digital. It's more common to have everything in focus, have everything be really crisp. Um, yeah, so, so that's just touching on some of the shooting styles and, and some of the styles of editing. And like I said, they're not mutually exclusive, but knowing these kind of filters right to look at what you've already preferred in photography you might be able to pinpoint what you like yourself and and how to describe that to someone else and along with but how do the couples look in the images do they look fun and natural or do they look more posed and stiff and traditional you know what Paige? one of my pet peeves as a wedding dj is when uh, a bride and groom are on the dance floor and the photographer actually has to make them stand still and pose to take the photo 
and it oh, kind of no. <laughs> it kills me. It absolutely drives me insane. Because, you know, it, 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 they're creating a mood and atmosphere. They pick a beautiful first dance song. And then the photographer, as they're dancing, walks up to him and says, all right, stand here, stand here. Let's take let's take a photo. So, so you know, I, I think that uh, that you explain the different styles and, and how they focus and what people should look for. That ought to be one of the questions that they, they ought to ask. Are you going to sit there and pose us in certain poses, um, you know, when we're doing our first right. dance? Because I think... <laughs> You know, that, again, <laughs> that's just my pet peeve. So yeah, we, right. Well, and and I feel like it kind of goes back to being a good fit, right? Like if you really yeah. are, are prioritizing the fun of the party afterwards, then you want someone who's going to, like for us, like for example, we're on the dance floor with you, dancing, taking photos, making other people feel comfortable because it's not a show, right? We're not right. doing this just for, just for the pictures. Right. So Paige, I want to kind of dive into a little bit more about um, – just kind of how like the environment that you choose for your wedding day and the venue and the weather kind of impact these styles that we're talking about because you and I both know shooting in a sunny day is very different than shooting in an overcast day and it can change the way that the the photos are produced um, when you're kind of done and you're delivering them back to the client so can you kind of you kind of mentioned that earlier and I would just love to like touch on it a little bit more. Yes, yes, of course. So I think going back to seeing full galleries, it's a good indication of how people shoot in different environments and different locations, right? But I think something that we a lot of people don't consider is thinking about what your wedding photos are going to look like and tying that back to how you're actually pulling the day together, right? With your vendors and with your design elements. For people who, who want that really light and airy or light and bright style that is signature to us, we I think they don't realize that it's not just something we do on the back end, right? <laughs> they think uh, just uh, we can edit them that way or shoot them in a way where they can make a super dark venue look light and bright. And that's just, that's just not the case. I think there's a lot of things that go into it. So like you mentioned, weather, of course, that's one of the things we can't control though. So I actually try to steer people away from worrying about the weather and, and caring about the things that they can because it's you know in california and in texas both where i shoot the weather is unpredictable so not That's, to worry about that <laughs> yeah it's totally out of everybody's control uh, you know abby and i talked about that last week i think where mm-hmm. uh, you, you know you, you have to have a backup plan because weather is, is unpredictable you never can predict what's going to take place Exactly. And I think even just going to choosing a venue, which sometimes happens before there's even a planner, um, knowing what you what your preferences are is going to help so much and to feel really comfortable with what that backup plan is. Maybe it's even better than the plan you originally had. But some of the other things that go into influencing how those final images are going to look would be the colors you choose for your wedding, the venue, the uh, the lighting, the time of day in which you choose to host your event, if it's indoor and outdoor. Most And like I mentioned, most people getting married aren't always certain how to achieve a look. They just know they want really clean, bright photos. And there is that misconception that we can just edit it that way. But so much of what your final wedding photos look like turn or depends on the design elements. So a dark venue is going to look dark in photos. I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do about a rustic barn. That doesn't mean I can't light it well. But if you think it's going to look like a white venue, it's it's 
there's just no way to achieve that. And also, same goes with the dark bridal suite or dark getting ready room for, for anyone, right? It, we can't make that something it's not as much as we wish we could. Also, little things like the colors you would put in your wedding, like navy or burgundy burgundy or a lot of greenery in your flowers and linens and rentals are going to bring down the entire brightness of your of your wedding photos not to say that that's a bad thing some people prefer that look but i do challenge people to think before they just arbitrarily choose things for their wedding is it laddering up to what they ultimately want those photos and their their that visual aesthetic in person to look like for their day yeah, and, and that's that's great advice. And that's something a lot of people don't think about is the lighting aspect of it. But, um, you know, we're so glad that you touched on that. So, Paige, we've got about five minutes left in your segment. I know that um, you definitely wanted to talk about protecting your images and um, how clients should think about that. So give us a little bit of advice on, on protecting the images that they're going to be that you're going to be taking that day for them. Absolutely. So this is this is one of those core questions that you should be asking before you hire someone, right? Before it's too late, before you're one of those horror stories on the local news about, you know, your wedding photos being lost or stolen or by photographer, excuse me, lost or stolen after your photographer has taken them. But I believe that you should be asking your photographer, how are they backing up your images between the wedding and the, and the day that they deliver your wedding gallery? It may, it may sound silly, but it happens and there's not there's just no getting your wedding day back so having someone who has a plan i know for us we leave the wedding venue we keep the memory cards on our person we get home we import them we back them up digitally so on a cloud-based service and also on external hard drives we also shoot on cameras that capture your photos in two places at once on two memory cards and those cards do not get deleted until we deliver your photos just little things like that shooting dual cards having an automatic backup and external hard drives that you keep in multiple places you know in case of a fire or something like that i just i really really believe you can never be too careful when you're talking about someone's wedding photos absolutely I think it's really important, too, to ask how long your images are going to be backed up after the wedding. For us, that's a year. That's pretty standard. But if it's only for a month, right, people aren't downloading anything these days. So people need you need to know where your images are going to be and for how long. That's, that's a, such a good... Go, go, go ahead, ahead, Rich. No, no, no. I interrupted you, guys. <laughs> I was going to say, that's such a like good point. And I don't know that people realize that. And how important that is um like one time i the photographer was like a good friend of a client of mine and um they ended up kind of getting on the dance floor with their camera and all i could think about was oh my god if something happens to that camera oh my gosh if something happens to that camera and i don't think that people realize like how important and how much responsibility goes into getting that little card out of the camera and into a place where it can be backed up and and how much that can impact whether or not you end up ever seeing your wedding photos and right. I just don't think that people think about that as much as they probably should. Or or hiring, again, as we're talking about an actual professional photographer who has backup gear. So when that bod, that camera body crashes to the floor, which has happened to me, someone who has another camera or two or three that mm-hmm. they can use throughout the day without breaking a sweat, without you knowing there's an issue. I think it's that it goes, you pay a lot for peace of mind. Oh, yeah. 100%. I totally agree with you. So we are speaking with Paige of Paige Vaughn Photos, and she's based out of Austin, Texas, and also San Francisco, California. So Paige, the segment has been great. I know you've given a lot of great advice to all our listeners, and and, uh, they are definitely going to be educated in photography when we are done. So for anybody that wants to book you, tell us how we can get in touch with you and tell us uh, where, where they can contact you. Absolutely. So feel free to connect with me online. So I'm online at 
pagevonphoto.com. Super easy peasy. And then same deal on Instagram and Facebook, pagevonphoto. Perfect. So, Paige, thank you so much for coming in for the segment. We sure appreciate it. Abby, did you have any closing thoughts with Paige? No, I just wanted to thank you. You're a wealth of knowledge, and you guys, I hope that if you're listening to this, you can kind of go search for your photographer and kind of feel like you're armed with a little bit more armor to kind of know what to ask and what to look for. And Paige, again, thank you so much. You're such a wealth of knowledge, and you're amazing, and you're an industry leader, and I'm so thankful you came on today. Awesome. We love to see it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I am as well, Paige. And listen, I hope we get to work together down the road because uh, you sound amazing, and I did take a sneak peek at some of your work online and uh, images were absolutely stunning. So thank you so much for being here. We are going to be back with more Wedding Pro Radio right after this. ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with, and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com, and let's start planning your dream wedding. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Abby, I so enjoyed having Paige on the show. She was just an amazing, um, amazing energy and a wealth of information on photography. Yeah, she's a rock star. She does a great job at what she does, and she really owns it. So I'm super glad we got to have her on here. Yeah, us too. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get her back on soon. So want to do our sponsor thank yous. Uh, thank you to Big Talk Radio Del Marva for having us on their network. Again, the show runs every Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon. So uh, look up Big Talk Radio Del Marva and check it out there. Also, it's available on podcasts. Also, if you want to reach out to Abby and I for either sponsorship or send us your questions to hear on the show, you can get in touch with Abby at uh, Abby, A-B-B-I-E, at WeddingProRadio.com, or I am Rich, R-I-C-H, at WeddingProRadio.com. So just shoot us, what, you know, if you, you're a couple planning a wedding and want a question, or if you're an industry vendor and you want us to talk about a subject, shoot it over to us, because we, we'd love the feedback and we'd love to uh, get it on the show for you. So it is time for Ab- Abby's wonderful segment, Planner Tip of the Week. And this week, Abby, I think we're talking about hotel room blocks. Yes, I thought that I get so many questions from my personal clients about this, and I thought, man, I should probably do a little segment on this to kind of get some nuggets of knowledge for people who are having to do room blocks for their guests. Absolutely, and you know, I I don't think a lot of people think about that. I think it's way down the road, and and they don't, by the time they get to it, they, you know, it's going to be an issue sometimes, so I, I think it's a great topic. Yeah, and, and, you know, piggybacking and diving right into it, right off of that, you know, people do tend to wait on hotel room blocks. And the problem with that is if you are getting married in an urban city where there might be other events going on or uh, it just might be a heavy wedding, you know, time like in Austin, April is like prime wedding season. So naturally rates for hotels go up higher during that time. There's also um, in March, you know, festivals and events that we have. 
So hotels become less available, increase in pricing. So the earlier that you book your room blocks, you're typically going to get a better price and you're for sure going to get that guarantee that there's stuff available um, for your guests, which is always an important part of wedding planning. Um, And so I just kind of want to dive into, you know, beyond when it should happen um, in the wedding planning process, like what to look for and um, what to pay attention to. So when you're looking at your total number of guests, you kind of need to look at that guest list and think, okay, of all these people, how many are bridal party? Are they staying in an Airbnb? Are they staying, are they local? Are they going to be needing a hotel room? And then once you kind of make it past your bridal bridal party, you look at your family and, you know, see how does the family structure and what numbers of rooms, and then kind of try to estimate what guest would also need a hotel room. And you you want to try to at least have an estimated number of rooms mm-hmm. for not only the night before the wedding, but the night of the wedding. Um, because a lot of times room blocks, you know, guests will sometimes want to come in the night before, or if they're invited to the rehearsal dinner and the wedding day, they'll need to come in the night before. Um, and kind of have a number and an idea of how many rooms you think you might need. And then kind of start there. And then my other recommendation would be to try to um, hit two price points. So um, not everyone is a bait of money and money doesn't grow on trees for everyone. So find a hotel that's more in the, um, you know, affordable price point, $150, $200 a night. And, you know, that's typically like a courtyard um, and a loft an element. Those types of things typically seem to be a little bit more on the affordable side. Right. And then also do a room block at maybe, you know, if someone wants to have a stronger experience and a more elegant experience with the wedding and they want to stay at a Four Seasons or a um, really high-end Marriott like a JW. Um, you want to make sure that you also have an option for them to, you know, stay where they're used to staying as well. And then the last thing to just really look for is there is a, there's a difference between a courtesy room block and just a regular room block. And a courtesy room block can be done and some hotels do them. And basically what that is, is a lot of times it's up to 10 rooms. You sign a contract, but it's literally just like they're reserving 10 rooms for you. Whether or not they get filled, you're not responsible for filling like say only six of the 10 get filled, right. you're not responsible for fulfilling the, the remaining four rooms. Whereas in a non-courtesy room block, it's an actual contract. You are required to hit a certain minimum of those rooms and what they call attrition. Sometimes um, attrition can be 80 or 90%, which means if you've booked 10 rooms for a Friday night and 10 rooms for a Saturday night, that's 20 rooms total. And if you're at 90% attrition, if those, if 18 or 19 of those rooms aren't booked, you're going to be responsible for the difference to the hotel. Mm. Um, so be paying attention to that attrition rate and uh, paying attention to whether or not you're signing a courtesy room block or a regular room block because you could be um, on the docket for having to make up a big financial difference and you don't want that to happen to you. Um, um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, when you're done and you've got them figured out, make sure you add those links, direct links to the website, um, your wedding website, to where those hotels are and the code so that way your guests can easily um, access it. Now, what percentage would you say on average it, uh, is it that people have guests coming in from out of town for a wedding? If you Gosh, had, if Rich. you had to guess, I know, I know, I know it yeah. probably varies wildly, but if you had to guess, would you say 20%, 30%? You know, I think it can range so much. I think it can be anywhere. I think, in, you know, a typical maybe is probably around 30%, but I have, I have a couple weddings um, right now that are my clients that 
over 90% of the guests are flying into Austin, but that's also because Austin's a huge destination wedding market right, now. Right. So it kind of depends on like, you know, is it like, are you doing something more local or are you not? Um, and it also depends right now. I think a lot of people aren't inviting guests from further away. So I think maybe more local, you know, your, your rate percentage would go down right now just because of COVID. So kind of just depends, but um, that, you know, paying attention to how many out of town guests you have and, and how that would impact your number of rooms is definitely a good thing to pay attention to. Right now, do most hotels give discounts to do a room block? Like say you're going to do 20 rooms. They'll say, yeah, we'll give it to you at this rate. Absolutely. You should. And if they don't offer it, you should ask for it. Cause if you're giving them that much business, they should be giving you a discount for sure. So that's a great point. The only thing that I would say that they would maybe not do that is if there is a, you know, in the weekends where there's big events going on in Austin, um, hotels really don't give much of a discount because they right. know that they'll make it up with those events. Um, but if, if there's not nothing big going on, you absolutely should be receiving and receiving a discount. And if it's, you know, ask for a free room for the bride and groom for the night after their wedding. You know, if they are booking, if your guests are booking 20 rooms with a hotel, you know, it's not unheard of for them to comp your room the night after your wedding. So yeah, and, be sure to ask for that. Yeah. And throw in some other stuff. I've, I've even seen where they'll throw in a, like a little after reception suite where everybody can go back to the hotel afterwards and, and, you know, have drinks and, and that kind of stuff and do kind of a post wind down reception. So yeah, yeah definitely absolutely. ask for that kind of stuff. I agree. So yeah, those are, that's my uh, hotel room block tip of the week. Planner tip of the week with Abby. <laughs> Perfect. Good job. So we have a question coming up again. If you want to get a question to Abby and I, you can uh, go ahead and email them to us. Uh, Abby is A-B-B-I-E at WeddingProRadio.com. I am Rich, R-I-C-H at WeddingProRadio.com. And we have a question from Amy in Spokane, Washington. And she says, my venue doesn't have a long enough rental for me and my bridesmaids to get ready on site. What do you recommend we do? Ooh, yes. This is a good question. And this actually happens a lot. I know at least in... in uh, the Texas market that I'm in, a lot of venues are anywhere between eight and 12 hour uh, rental days. And if you're someone who has more than like five bridesmaids and they all want to get hair and makeup done, uh, you're looking at a lot of services that have to happen. It's going to take a long time. And a lot of times we can't fit that in in the 12 hours that the venue allows in addition to all of the other like main components of the wedding. Yeah, and we've so, touched on hair and makeup about that, how, how, you, how you need that extra time and that extra space for hair and makeup and getting ready and everything else. Exactly. So what I say to that is you can always ask your venue to add on time. Sometimes it's not the most uh, affordable option. So if that if it's, it's budget, that, that's an issue. I would recommend um, thinking about an option where you know, a lot of, of brides like to do a slumber party the night before with all of their bridesmaids and maybe the moms. And can you figure out if you can find a space, whether it's an Airbnb or suites at a hotel, that can host all of you to stay the night there? And then you can easily just wake up in the morning and start hair and makeup there rather than having to transport to somewhere else or go to a, a studio to have it done um, and, and making it logistically a lot easier. And then I, I also on that get the question, okay, so do we get dressed at that Airbnb or hotel or do we get dressed, do we then go to the venue and get dressed? Right. Um, and to that I say either have the bridesmaids get dressed and then transport and bride takes her dress with her and gets dressed on site, um, especially, you know, it's kind of dependent on the dress, but most dresses are kind of harder to be transported in. Right. Um, and so it makes it a lot, a lot easier on you if you just get dressed on site. So what I typically recommend my clients to do is we do hair and makeup offsite if need be. 
um, if we've got a lot of services or we don't have a long venue rental time. And then um, a lot of times I just have them show up with all of their dresses ready to go, hair and makeup's done, everything is ready to go so that by the time they get on site, they're getting dressed. If the photographer wants to snag a few getting ready picture, faux getting ready pictures, they can if there's like a bridal suite they want to utilize for just cute pictures. And then um, immediately get dressed and start diving into like the to-dos of the day. So you don't have to get ready on site. And there's definitely logistics and ways around it to still make it smooth and not a logistical nightmare. Right, right. So Amy in Spokane, Washington, we hope that answered your question. A lot of different options. So check with your facility or check with maybe an Airbnb that you guys may have close by or uh, maybe the the studio where um, where you're getting your uh hair and makeup done so i hope that answered your question thank you so much for that again if you want to get questions to us rich at uh, weddingproradio.com abby at weddingproradio.com send them our way we'll get them answered for you so abby i'm excited about this segment because dj songless sponsors a top song segment every week and if you don't have it uh ladies and gentlemen if you uh if you're looking for help in planning your music Go to the Apple App Store and download the DJ Songlist app. It is an amazing tool and be such a big help for you. So Abby and I put our brains together, and hers is way bigger than mine, by the way. And um, we wanted to do the, our top five recessional songs for when you're coming back up the aisle. So um, we're going to do a countdown of those. We're going to start with you, Abby. Okay, so, I'm down. Number five for Abby, the top five recessional song as you come down the aisle, is Best Day of My Life by American Authors. Yes. Just a really fun, upbeat, you know, it's a a song that's played a lot on the radio, but it's also, I think I've actually at one point made a video using this song as well, but it's just a really good, fun, you know, when you're walking back down the aisle, something fun and upbeat is always appropriate. Yeah, I think it's a great song too, coming coming up the aisle. And number four you had, uh, Ultra Life, Oh Wonder. This is one I didn't know, so I was excited to hear it. I didn't know it either until I had a client do it, and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a fun song, and I love being unique and having my clients do things that's not your typical traditional wedding, so of course I had to throw this one on there. Perfect. Well, it's a great one. I really enjoyed listening to it, and, it, and I'm, I threw it up on our list. By the way, all these songs are available under the recessional section of the DJ Songlist app. So if you download the app and go to Recessionals, all these songs that Abby and I are counting down today are added in there as well. So Perfect. number three, Abby, you had uh, one of my favorite songs, <laughs> um, which is You're My Best Friend by Queen. This was one of the ones I didn't know if you'd have also had put this on your list. I almost I did. Love, it, it, I love Queen. They're amazing. Uh, they always have great upbeat songs. But, um, you know, I married my best friend, so it's appropriate. <laughs> there you go. And then number two, you had Come and Get Your Love by Redbone, which is one of my favorite songs to do with yacht rock genre as well for dinner cocktail music. But I love this song. Yes. Yep. This one I've had quite a few clients use, and so I was like, I'm going to put that one on there. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, ladies and gentlemen. If anybody wants to get a good soundtrack, it's some of the great Yacht Rock stuff. And number one, Abby, for you was Huey Lewis and the News, Power of Love. Yes. Did this one make you laugh? It did. It did. But you know what? After I, I think I've used it a couple of times, but after I listened to it again, I thought, you know what? This is great. I love this one. Yeah, I I had a client recently use this one, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have got to start suggesting this more often because that was amazing. Good job. So that's Abby's top five. My top five, I'm going to start off with song number five, is This Will Be by Natalie Cole. 
And I love the intro on this one, and then it kind of builds and then uh, hits the vocals. So that's why I think it's a really cool one, because you can kind of start it right at the end of the of the pronouncement as they're coming uh-huh. back up the aisle. Yeah, I love that. Love that. And then my number four song, Sign, Seal, Deliver by Stevie Wonder. It is hard to have a wedding without this song. This song has to almost be in there somewhere. <laughs> you know, you can use it for so many things. You can use it for an intro song. You can use it for a recessional song. You can use it for a general dance song in a Motown set. So, uh-huh. yeah, it goes uh-huh. a long way. Number three for me was Marry You by Bruno Mars. I, I did not pick this one because I knew you were going to have this one. <laughs> <laughs> You know me so well, Abby. We love our Bruno Mars. <laughs> we love our Bruno Mars. We got to go to Bruno Mars concert. Next time he's in Austin or Atlanta, we'll uh, we'll work out a road trip and, and try yes. to go see him. Let's do it. Number two, and this one was this was a tough one, Abby. I, I wanted to make it number one, but I, I just couldn't put it at number one. But I love this one, All You Need Is Love by the Beatles. It's a good feel-good song. It is, and you know what I love about it is it has that, that kind of horn intro before they start doing the, mm-hmm. the chorus. And so it, it totally fits. It almost kind of fades right into that. And then number one for me, Hall and Oates, You Make My Dreams Come True. This is on my top 10 of all-time favorite songs of life. Yeah. So winner, winner. I love this song. I get so many requests for this one. So um, it's used quite a bit for wedding recessionals. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Starts a great energy to uh, to end the ceremony and move into the reception. So uh, love some Hall and Oates. So that was our songs. Abby and I did our top five. Abby, great job on yours. I loved yours. Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for changing it up with me. I suggested it, and I was like, let's just do something different. And yeah. I thought it'd be fun to kind of just pull in our own personal faves. Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll do it again real soon. So we're going to take a break, pay some bills, and be back with more Wedding Pro Radio right after this. ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. 
Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys enjoyed the last segment with the song countdown. I had so much fun with that, Abby. And I think I think down the road, what I want to do is maybe mix those things up rather than just doing a straight up top ten of things. Maybe you and I can give our own little personal opinion on that and uh, and make it make it a lot of fun. Yeah, and maybe we'll even bring in like social media and have other people make the list, and then we share them. That could be fun too. Yeah, absolutely. And we were doing that for for some of the DJ song list stuff as well. So. Speaking of DJ Songlist, I wanted to thank our sponsors, Big Talk Radio Delmarva and their network for running the show. Again, it runs every Saturday and Sunday at noon on Big Talk Radio Delmarva. ACH Events, DJ Songlist, and Black Tie Events. Also want to do a special thank you to Paige Vaughn. She was an amazing guest, and hopefully we will have her back really soon. And um, Abby, do you have any contact info on her in case people want to look her up? Yeah, I just wanted to repeat her email uh, her email and her website one more time. So her website is Paige Vaughn Photo, and Paige is P-A-I-G-E, and Vaughn is V-A-U-G-H-N, and then photo.com. So if you head over to her website, you're going to get a really great idea of her type of personality and what she does and what she prides herself in. Um, and you can click on her contact form there and it'll send her directly to an email to kind of start working with her and um, get you into her her uh, inbox. So yeah, she's amazing and a, an a incredible wedding professional. And sure. you know what? Hopefully she will give us uh, permission. I'm sure she will give us permission to throw some of her, her work up on our uh, social media yeah, pages. So, yeah, so I would love to do that so other people could see it because I really enjoyed looking at it. Um, also, if anybody wants to be a guest on the show like Paige, please get in touch with Abby and I. You can reach me at rich, R-I-C-H, at weddingproradio.com, or you can also reach Abby, A-B-B-I-E, at weddingproradio.com. We want to try to get as many different vendors from as many different areas of the country, um, and it will not only help uh, give you guys business and expose your business, but also you'll give some great knowledge to people who are out there in the industry and who are trying to plan a big wedding and an event, which we would really appreciate. Also, the questions that we do every week, um, if you guys want to email those to us, again, use Rich at Wedding Pro Radio and Abby at Wedding Pro Radio would be happy to get a question on and get it answered. And not just uh, a couple that's getting married, but also if you were in the industry and have a topic that you want us to talk about, we'd be glad to do that. So, Abby, what do we got coming up next week? Yeah, so next week we're stepping into episode nine and we are going to talk about the wedding timeline. So I, you know, start the very beginning of my process with my clients in our discovery call. We do um, like a very basic build out of a timeline and it's important to kind of know where to start and how to build that out. So that way when you're booking vendors, you know exactly um, how much time to book them for and what you need so that way you can book the correct packages with them. Uh, But then we're also going to talk about just how to make a really awesome flow of the day and what is, what is a a timeline that has a really good flow look like. And um, the cool thing I think about that is that you and I kind of have different, um, you know, wants that we like to look when we're looking at the wedding day, different ways that we like to schedule things. And so um, the cool thing is, is I think your timeline is, is unique to you, but just thinking about logistics can help kind of make a better, perfect flow for the day. So we're going to share our our sides of what we think works well and then kind of give you little nuggets of knowledge to uh, make sure you set yourself up for success. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great point because I think every vendor kind of looks at it a different way. They have mm-hmm. they have a different agenda for what they do. So whether it's you or although you're, you're pr- probably the most flexible of all the vendors, but I would say the, <laughs> ph- the photographer... The, uh, the caterer, the DJ, they all have a different goal that they want to achieve. So their timeline may vary. And the great thing about it is we're going to give people a bunch of different options 
to choose from on that. Also, if you guys want to sponsor the show, again, reach out to Abby and I. We are looking for sponsors, and we'll run a 30-second spot on the show for you and hopefully give your business a lot of uh, publicity. But, um, again, special thanks to Paige Vaughn for coming out. I can't wait to have her back on. Uh, go check out her work. Also, um, I think um, we're going to do another fun top 10 list. I'm working on that right now that we're going to have coming up. But uh, great show this week, Abby. Thank you. Yes, great. This was awesome. I'm excited to hear this one and and go back and uh, regain some more knowledge on photography because that was super helpful for me from a planning perspective. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll uh, check in with you next week with more Wedding Pro Radio.